Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, October 17th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. James is seeing something. I don't remember. He told me, but I'm not very smart. I don't remember. But I'm sure whatever he saw, it was great. And he will tell us about it on tomorrow's show. Uh, but before we get to that, I did want to let you know that in the feed yesterday, I had a new mini episode of Tell Me More where I spoke with Whitney Basher about the King Company's off-Broadway revival of Adam Guan's Ordinary Days. If you've been a longtime listener to Today on Broadway, you know that I have been a fan of Whitney Basher for years, for a decade or so. Uh, she's absolutely fantastic, and I'm so excited to be able to see her in Ordinary Days later this month, but I was so excited uh, to talk to her. It was really a joy. She's fantastic. Her seven-month-old daughter also made a few appearances in the interview, so uh, that was adorable as well. So check that out. Also, yesterday, we talked about having our friend Caitlin Milligan on to talk about the out-of-town tryout of Beetlejuice, but on second thought, we decided that's probably not a good idea, because even though Caitlin paid for her ticket to be there on the first preview, she is an employee of Broadway World, so probably not kosher to have her giving uh, reviews of something that has only had one or two performances. So we'll save that for later. I'm sure we will have plenty of time to discuss Beetlejuice reviews at the National Theater in Washington, D.C. over the next coming weeks and month. Okay, let's get on to the news proper. Yesterday evening, we got some exciting news that in addition to Tony winner Laura Benanti joining the company of My Fair Lady on Broadway later this month, 106-time Tony nominee Danny Burstein will replace two-time Tony winner Norbert Leo Butts in the role of Alfred P. Doolittle beginning on January 8th. Benanti's run as Alfred's daughter Eliza will run through February 17th, so there will be a little more than five-ish weeks to see these two stars together. Burstein, for his part, will continue with the show through April 28th, when he presumably will depart before beginning rehearsals for the Broadway bow of Moulin Rouge the musical. Considering Burstein's long history with director Bartlett Shear, including South Pacific and Fiddler on the Roof, I think that for many people, myself included, we just assumed that this role would have been his originally, and we talked about it on this show that we were surprised that it was Norbert Leo Butts and not Danny Burstein. I also equally thought that even though we knew Laura Benanti wasn't going to get the role, that we thought she probably should have. So seeing these two together is kind of like one of those unusual cases in which everybody's fantasy casting comes through on the recast. You don't see that very often, especially not with stars of Benanti and Burstein's stature. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get to see Danny. I'm going to see Laura, though, so I'm very, very excited about that. Speaking of fantasy casting, although a little more outside the box, according to multiple reports, Golden Globe winning movie star Idris Elba is close to joining the cast of the big screen adaptation of Cats. Yes, from long being rumored as a potential Bond to being McCavity, the Napoleon of crime, Elba will join previously announced stars Jennifer Hudson, Ian McKellen, James Corden, and Taylor Swift. Thomas Hooper is directing, and the film is currently scheduled to be released on December 20th of 2019. Oddly enough, we still have no idea if this is going to be animated in some form or completely live action, but it's kind of weird to me that we don't know more about this. Like, we know some of the stars, but we don't know if they're going to appear in leotards and dance, or if it's going to be animated or computers or motion capture. That's just all weird, but what can you do? It's cats. 
Next up, a day late and for no discernible reason, yesterday we finally got last week's Broadway grosses from the Broadway League, and the box office receipts stayed almost exactly steady, picking up 0.02% despite the fact that one new show had joined the boards, although Bruce Springsteen did drop from five to four performances last week, so it is kind of even. Overall, the main stem brought in $33,387,818, despite only 14 of Broadway's 33 shows seeing a black number. The bottom line was buoyed by shows in previews adding performances, as Torch Song's first week of previews saw it bring in $239,000 for its seven shows, while the top three gainers were all shows in previews. King Kong climbed $467,670, moving from two to six performances, coming in at $832,000. 524 bucks, a pretty respectable number that would get them well over $1 million for an eight-show week. Pretty good for a show that everybody says has nothing more than a gigantic puppet. Next, American Sun rose more than 310,000 as it went from two to eight shows. It clocked almost 515k last week. Then the Ferryman grew 122,000, moving from six to seven performances, coming in at 694,000. The top-grossing show, of course, was Hamilton, coming in with 3,245,544, followed by The Lion King at 2.16 million and Harry Potter at 2.05 million. Also in the seven-figure club was Springsteen on Broadway, Wicked, Frozen, Dear Evan Hansen, Mean Girls, Aladdin, Pretty Woman, The Book of Mormon, Come From Away, My Fair Lady, and Phantom. Down at the other end of the scale, MTC's The Nap was still doing time in Gross's jail, as it brought in only $205,000. One rung up on the proverbial ladder was head over heels at 219 k And I know I've been saying this for a while, and you never really know what's going to happen when rich people decide to throw money after bad and try to help something that they love. But I'd really be shocked if we don't hear something soon about this one closing after the holidays and something else presumably burned this taking over the Hudson in the spring. We'll talk about this in a second, but it, it just seems that it's time to start getting those closing notices out there so you can sell tickets based on that. Over the years, I've often talked about the odd phenomenon where beautiful does better in the fall than it does in the summer, and we are seeing that again this year. Beautiful's back-to-back -back weeks of over 800k is the first time that that's happened since the end of the Melissa Benoist run in late July and early August. But aside from those four weeks, these last two weeks and then the two from the end of Melissa's run, Beautiful has only grossed more than $800,000 once this entire calendar year. So it's been over 800k five times, two of them during these traditionally slow weeks in the fall. I know I've said this many, many times in the past, but I just don't see beautiful closing anytime soon when it can do numbers like this, having already recouped long, long ago. Moving on to another show that's kind of similar, despite a 114k bump, Summer is still just barely treading water at 691,000, although I will be interested to see if it has something similar to a beautiful trajectory and starts getting bigger numbers in the fall than it did as it started to come down in the summer. Once on this island is still struggling down at 430k, we are probably getting to that time, like I said, we're going to start hearing about shows closing post-holidays in order to start to market and sell tickets based on that fact. I would say that we could hear, I don't know, for maybe three, four open-ended shows, if I had to guess, that could close in early to mid-January. But if I had to put money on it, I would say 
I would say head over heels and once on this island would be the two that pull the trigger and Circle in the Square and the Hudson Theater will be trying to find new tenants for the spring season. I posited that Burn This, which was originally supposed to open the Hudson Theater, would be the show to replace Head Over Heels. And then who knows what's going in to once on this island. A lot of talk about Hillary and Clinton potentially going in there. And then we've also heard conjecture about perhaps Carmen Jones or the Daniel Fish-directed production of Oklahoma going in there. So we'll have to wait and see what actually does happen once those two shows announce closing. And now for something completely different. Yesterday afternoon, they filmed a very wicked Halloween special for NBC. And in addition to OG witches Kristen Chenoweth and Adina Menzel, who were shockingly chummy on social media, it made me a little uncomfortable, to be honest. Uh, they also had the current cast in attendance and apparently had a ton of former witches there as well, including Julia Murney, Caroline Bowman, Kendra Casabom, Jennifer Laura Thompson, Jackie Burns, Kara Lindsay, Carrie St. Louis, Dee Rossioli, Donna Vavino, Libby Cervase, Lily Cooper, Laurel Harris, Jenny DeNoya, and I'm guessing more. That's just what I could find on social media. So, so who knows how many people actually will be on the telecast and what they will be doing. Um, we also have some clips of Ariana Grande singing The Wizard and I that happened to pop up online, either on social media or from TMZ. So I may or may not have thrown those in the show notes if you happen to be interested in hearing her before the telecast later this month. Um, I guess you may or may not want to check those out at broadwayradio.com, depending on if we've received a cease and desist from David Stone's office before you have time to check. Uh, again, of course, the concert will air on NBC on Monday, October 29th. Check your local listings for time and channel. Okay, in other news, last night it was announced that recording artist Cody Simpson will take over as Dimitri in the Broadway production of Anastasia beginning on November 29th, replacing Zach Adkins. I have no idea who he is, but I did confirm that he is not, I repeat, not related to Jessica or Ashley Simpson. I... I guess it would be weird if he was related to one and not the other. But anyway, um, I guess in the late 20 aughts, he was a thing and toured with Justin Bieber. So um, there you go. Uh, also yesterday, the official social media channels for the Alanis Morissette musical Jagged Little Pill released a, a bit of a teaser video saying that something was coming soon. Uh, we reported last week that there would be a developmental lab for the show in December. And I would imagine that to coincide with that one way or the other, maybe before it starts or maybe after it ends, we will get some sort of announcement about an upcoming production. However, the way that they announced this, I don't think this is just going to be like, hey, we're going to go do another out-of-town tryout at La Jolla. This seems very much more Broadway-focused, so maybe they plan on opening on Broadway sometime in the 2019-2020 season. We also learned yesterday that the National Yiddish Theater Folksbane's critically acclaimed Yiddish production of Fiddler on the Roof has extended yet again at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. The show will now play through December 30th. After beginning performances on July 4th, this will be the final extension for the show. And lastly, on Tuesday, we learned that a new movie, Buttons, colon, a new musical film, will be screened in movie theaters across the country from Fathom Events on December 8th, and it will star none other than Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury. Happy 93rd birthday to Dame Angela on Tuesday, BT-dubs. Um, according to a press release, during a time of robber barons, mills, and rising industry, two orphan children meet two unexpected visitors, Dick Van Dyke and Angela Lansbury, who turn the tide of events and change their lives forever. The film is narrated by Robert Redford and Kate Winslet. Check FathomEvents.com for more information. 
If you would like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broadwayradio.com. Okay, that's all I've got. James and I will be back on Thursday morning, a little later than normal because he is seeing another show, which I don't remember uh, at this point either, so sorry. Uh, Anyway, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Have a great hump day, everybody, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.